powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. What is up, everybody? Thank you for stopping by. Uh, this is Game Over Calgary. Fifty percent of this show today is going to be happy. The other fifty percent uh, on the other side of me here is not going to be very thrilled. Uh, my name is Audie James. Thank you as always for stopping by. This is Game Over Calgary, uh, presented by our good friends over at Sports Interaction. Uh, think you know what? Sorry, they changed this up on me. Think you know why it's going to go in? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's World Cup, hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see what all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.ca, or excuse me, .com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. 19 plus, please play responsibly. And if you or anyone you know has issues with gambling, any of that good stuff, or not good stuff, I guess, uh, go down and uh, check the show notes. And uh, there's some resources there to help you out because some people can get stuck in it. But it's fun if you just know your limits. Anyway, uh, as I butcher the ad read, let's get the let's transition because the Flames have won. This is a good thing. Uh, good time to introduce my guest, by the way, which I haven't done. This is off to a fucking great start, by the way. Um, Hunter Brody is here. Broads, uh, how are you doing, brother? As I butcher it, I'm gonna I'm gonna segue over to you and uh, and just relish in the embarrassment right now. Well, it's okay. I mean, Holy. the Flyers suck. The Flyers suck. That's all I know. <laughs> all right, I have to watch this trash. The city hates the team. I despise the team. They blow. They're unwatchable. They lost seven straight. I can't stand it. You know, what? I feel bad. I feel bad that the players on the ice are giving us everything they have. It's not really their fault. But Chuck Fletcher has to be fired. The entire front office is a mess. And I don't know the next time I'm going to watch hockey that I enjoy. So that little re that you had in the beginning. It's really tiny. It's minuscule. The grand scheme of things. <laughs> okay, I want to preface too with the people that maybe don't know you. Um, I put when I first put the promo tweet out today, I said the other guy who yells about hockey because obviously we all know the powers that be. Uh, the 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 hand that feeds Steve is is the guy who yells about the Leafs. I've never seen anybody more passionate or or yell more about Philadelphia sports in general than uh, than this fellow right here. So. You're, uh, if, if you enjoy Steve's content with the Leafs, you're going to enjoy uh, today's episode with uh, Broads. Uh, but you mentioned it coming into, you know, just what you said there. Six in a row coming into this game. I didn't realize that until I started doing some pregame notes. Six in a row. And, and that's that's telling because they, they're, what are they now, seven, eight, and four? So yeah, they're, they're what, awful. Like, like, but, but like what, I was, what I'm trying to get at is, holy shit, it was a great start. Like, did they not get off to it? Like, I'll be honest with you. I haven't followed, rightfully or wrongly, wrongfully, the Flyers as closely as someone like you. But they, I'm pretty sure, got off to a pretty damn good start this year. Yeah, they did. Under Torchy, you know his message goes for a little bit. And at that time, they weren't as depleted. At this point, they're down Lawton, Konechny. Ryan Ellis doesn't like the organization. That's a whole nother story. He just doesn't feel like playing for them because he's not a fan of their work dating back to last year. And I guess he doesn't know where he feels comfortably with their medical staff and all that. Sean Couturier, at this point, you know, they really don't have anybody available for them. So it makes a lot of sense. But yeah, I mean, they did start off hot. The problem was... It wasn't sustainable because Carter Hart had a save percentage that was basically perfect. So we figured at some point it would fall back to reality. Would they have enough scoring to 
you know, counter that? And the answer is no. So, you know, it's a mess. And not only are they losing, but you go to the Montreal Canadiens game right before this one. And oh, Cole that was tough. Field oh. right in the left. They drafted Cam Yard. Let me, let me get this straight, okay? Here's a franchise that doesn't have premier talent, who never had really a sniper. Konechny's a nice piece, but we've been screaming for a dude who could light the lamp for 50,000 years. Cole Caulfield scored 101 goals in one season, and they drafted Cam York, who they sent down to the minors. I hate this team. I think you you hit the nail on the head. Um, that was a very long-winded way of, of, of telling me that, yeah, the Flyers did get off to a pretty hot start. Um, I hope this is what you thought was this is, No, man, this you have no idea. This is exactly what the doctor ordered for this show. Um when I, okay. I I reached out to you early, like early, early before, like right when the schedule came out, I'm like, I need to, I, I first of all, I need the Flyers game because I need Broads. Second of all, I need Broads. So, um, I'm I'm beyond uh, beyond ecstatic for this. But yeah, you call me at the right time. I mean, there's th- throughout this 82 game <laughs> schedule. If we play 20 games from now, maybe I'm numb to it, right? Maybe I'm just not in the same mental space. But you legitimately got me when I can't despise this franchise more in my life. I love it. I love it. And and I'm yeah, I'm sure every, I'm oh, sure everybody I'm just, else. I, I love it. And you know what? You talk about scoring um and the lack thereof. It's almost like the writing was on the wall this off season. Just some guy who used to play for Calgary. Um oh God, his name is evading me. But either way, there's su- there's just some winger that was out there who was available and everybody in this market who thought he was leaving thought he was going there. Um from what we've come to realize, I don't think Chuck Fletcher really had any plan to try to move anything. Like, do you know any? Uh, you're much more connected than I am. Was there anything remotely close? Like, I know you and I went back and forth, and, and we'll keep that between ourselves. But, like, was there anything that was really close? Was there any move that could have made sense that would have allowed that money to free up to bring, uh, to bring John in? Well, the problem is they spend so much money on Rasmus Ristolainen, who John Tortorella plays 13 minutes at times. He it makes no sense. Farabee's on the third line, then he's on the first line. Morgan Frost is their first line center. Hayes is playing wing. Now he's playing center mid-game. It all doesn't make sense. But my point is, you know, they spend money on Rasmus Ristolainen. That handcuffed them. They signed Tony D'Angelo, who, you know, he's actually having a pretty decent year for what it is, and he's showing off his skill, and it's nice to have a guy who can run a power play because last year I know idea what a man advantage looked like whatsoever and that was with Claude Giroux but I digress when, when you you look at the JVR contract I think what they were trying to do in theory was move JVR so they can have some space to go out and get Gaudreau but Chuck Fletcher was unwilling to do everything in his power to actually try and get JVR off the books so they made it publicly view they they wanted public perception to be Chuck's working his ass off but in reality uh, he wanted to hold on to a pick but I hate to break it to you if you're drafting Cam York and you're drafting Travis Sanheim's of the world who you pay eight years to which is a whole nother story that I can't believe they sent out that much cash for are you kidding me Johnny Gaudreau I'll JVR and first round picks go ahead I'll wipe my ass with that if I can go get a Gaudreau yeah we've heard that uh we've heard that name quite a bit here in this market uh for quite some time what's the fan base on that right now as he's in Columbus who stinks but he's lighting the lamp like I said to you before we went on I was always beating the drum of like he can go wherever he wants he's kind of earned that right there's a lot of real bitter people in this fan base right now and I'm gonna tell you like I'll speak on behalf of of 
all of Flames fans right now, his return to Calgary will not be a very welcome one. I, I can I can promise you. I, I don't know if someone out there who might have a connection wants to give him uh, the warning that the the Saddle Dome, I don't think, is going to be very happy to see him come back. Uh, Flames fans took that one to heart, man. Like, it was it was a rough, like, that whole fiasco of, of, of the night before free agency, we think it's about to happen. The, the, the Jonathan Huberto money was on the table. Eight by ten and a half, allegedly. I, again, I'm not as connected. Allegedly was on the table. Um, and it got shot down like at, I remember I was, I was down here playing fucking Warzone. And I get, uh, I, I get the Elliot Friedman notification, and then I'm texting you. I'm saying, there he goes. He's, I said, he's off to Philly. Here he goes. Like, he's all yours. So, um, I, I don't know. I was always of the idea that, like, he can go wherever he wants, and I'd be okay with it. it. It is what it is. There's life outside of hockey. But there's a lot of people in this market who took this very, very seriously. Yeah, I mean, I could imagine. Now, do you feel that if he? I don't want to. We don't need to harp too much on this. I'm sure you spent millions of hours. Oh, I've on only, it. yeah, only, only a few hundred. Yeah. My last question is: If it was Philly or New Jersey, those same people not as pissed off, right? I don't or know. Maybe they are. Maybe I, they are. I, I think they are. I, I still think they are. I don't. It, it wouldn't have matter where he went. It honestly okay. would. It would not have mattered where he went. People would have been pissy. Uh, people thinking that. You know, he was stringing them along, and they should have went out and got another big free agent. I don't know. They did pretty well with the Kachuk deal, and then just so happened to go sign a guy named Nazem Kadri, who was out there on the market. I don't know if you heard of him. Uh, but people, yeah, I, I, I don't really understand why people were so upset. They were going to be pissy either way, so it, yeah. it kind of is what it is in that regard. Um, before we transition, I just want to quickly read some of these comments here as we are live on the SDPN YouTube channel. Johnny Hockey Funny enough, my guest last week, a YouTuber as well, says, uh, love the Philly passion. That's one thing you're going to get with Broads is passion. He's got that passion. For the better or worse, I don't know, man. (laughs) For the better or worse, it controls my life, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, and then he follows that up and says, the Dome will not be friendly when 13 returns. Johnny needs to fake an injury and come back next year, says Kelsey. Um I loved Jonathan's goal and people be pissy. So people, yeah, people generally kind of in the same boat as me uh, when it comes to the Goudreau return. Uh, I got a question for you, non-hockey related. It is Philly okay. sports though. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it like brief because it is a Calgary hockey show. But are the Eagles for real? Well, what the <laughs> fuck is with the Eagles? Are the Eagles for real? Of course. Uh, yeah, they're for real. I don't want to hear this nonsense of the schedule's too easy. All the t- let's be honest, it's not a very deep NFL NFC league this year. It just it's not. But all these other teams are playing the same teams the Eagles are, yet they're taking care of business and now all of a sudden they don't get the respect that they deserve. If they were 6 and 3 instead of well 8 and 1 at the time, now they're 9 and 1. I just don't understand why. Yes, it's not a very deep NFL this year if they're winning their games and every other team are playing those same teams and no one else is nine and one why do we have to fight this fight does that make sense it, it makes sense no it makes Thank sense you. and and the only reason Thank i you. wanted the only reason i wanted to ask is because i know that people are like wrongfully shitting on the eagles right now because like oh the schedule's too soft and uh Correct. i'll tell you right now like jalen hurts is the man yeah. He's the fucking I mean, look, I, you don't even know what my life just was. The World Series run. Oh, that came out of I wasn't. Even, I wasn't even going to bring it up. I wasn't well, even going to yeah. bring it up. 
heartbreaking, no doubt about it. But when you take a step back afterwards and realize what you did, it was ridiculous into the Eagle. You know, the Flyers, they're the one. They're the one right now holding this entire city down. Because say what you will about Toronto versus the Sixers. We have Embiid and Harden. They're injured. But, you know, we have that. The Flyers suck. They suck. They fucking suck. They're and they're bad. dragging us down. They're bad, and 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 like I gotta be honest with you, I was pretty impressed like early on. I, I know we talked about it when they got off to that hot start. I was like, okay, like maybe maybe they didn't need Gaudreau, and then I was like, shit, like it kind of just withered away to nothing. Carter Hart came back to earth. I know this because I, I I'm a Carter Hart fantasy owner, and I think four of my five leagues, uh, and I was pumped in the first seven games, and then uh, I kind of got let pumped. Me, let me ask you this. When you watch the Flyers play today, granted, mm -hmm. I mean, they are extremely banged up. What did you think of them? And, and to be fair, this might be one of their better games that, you know, I, they, they, they're I, always playing hard. They're playing John Tortorella, hard-nosed hockey. They, it's not like they're not competing, but they just don't have enough at the end of the day. No, and that's exactly what it was. It was a hard fight. One of the things I was going to say is, like, tonight they weren't going to outskill you, but they were going to outwork the shit out of you. If, if, if the Flyers were going to win this hockey game tonight— uh, I was I was preparing. I had my notes ready exactly that they did not outskill the Flames tonight. They outworked them, and and I think there were times where you saw that. And I don't know if you credit that to the Flames struggling as well, which which you might, or or the the Flyers just you know like you said that's that Tortorella system that everybody knows. Um, but I don't think particularly that the Flames did themselves any favors tonight. I really don't think this was a fantastic game until like the la the later part of the third period when the Flames kind of took a bit of control there and, and and had a lot of pressure. But, yeah, I don't know. The the Flyers to me tonight were just kind of like – I feel like they matched each other intensity-wise and, like and, – and I don't know. It was just – honestly, the whole game, pretty fucking boring. Yeah. I, 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 I was – Couple two ones and then, you know. It, I was dreading watching the rest of this game. I'm like, what are we going to talk about? Like, <laughs> what are we going to talk about? There's a, there's a Monday night football game on. Like we got to get out of here and go watch some football, and yeah, it was uh, it was a tough watch, but I think that's credit to, or like, that might have to do with kind of how bad the or how the Flames are kind of on the up and up right now. But they've been struggling; uh, things haven't been working. They haven't been clicking. I don't know how much you've been following it along, uh, especially now, but like this team is not quite there yet, and yeah. and, and things aren't clicking, and there's there's um messages from the coach in the media talking about players like Huberto not uh, not not obviously not living up to expectations as of yet but it's been a rough go for Calgary it, it's just it it makes sense because their offseason was a, was in fucking shambles yeah but, but you know what at one point in that offseason we all said holy hell for what it's worth you probably expected if I told you you lose Kachuk, you lose Gaudreau, you're probably thinking this is going to be an absolute nightmare. When you saw the return, oh, uh, I was happy. Yeah, I was. I, I thought you guys. I'm not going to say knocked it out of the park, but with those circumstances, you did pretty damn well. Oh yeah, it was the summer of Brad. Like Bradshaw Living was like, you, they could have built a statue outside of the dome for him this year. Everybody was was singing the praises, but. Like, I, I'll take you back. Like, I think, I don't know if you and I talked about it yet, but like when that trade actually happened, like I was half cut upstairs, just like it was a Friday night and it would have been later for you. It was like 10, 10 like after 10 o'clock here. And I just, again, the Friedman notification that he, uh, Kachuk was off to Florida 
and there was no return yet. And I'm like, Kachuk to Florida. Like, what? What? Florida's got no prospects. Like, they they've got nobody right now. They like, there's nothing nothing enticing really, unless it's like Spencer Knight or something. But even then, like, we have a Spencer Knight and Dustin Wolf who just needs a bit more time. But when they said, yeah, uh, Huberto, Weger, Schwinton at first, what was your thought? First of all, what were your thoughts like when you I, saw I mean, that? Yeah, honestly, I thought that Calgary did pretty damn good for themselves. And then, of course, it's the contract stuff and what's Calgary going to do with these players. And then they end up locking them in. And I'm like, this is even sweeter. I don't even know how you could even complain. So I thought at the end of it, you you guys did pretty damn well. And, and I think that's why the frustration is probably where it's at right now with mm-hmm. the start of the season is the expectations were, hey, we're not going to miss a step. It might look different. It'll be definitely a different identity, a different brand of hockey. But when you bring in that type of talent, you should be ready to rock and you know kind of go but I, you know look sometimes it takes time I always use this as the example every year I find something that I hold my hat on to kind of look back at it and use that as sort of just this the the example if you will um is last year the Boston Celtics went to the NBA finals they were 25 and 25 after 50 games in an 82 game schedule and we're talking the NBA right I mean that's mm-hmm. just that's not something that normally happens. So it, sometimes it just takes time and it takes a couple of losses and it takes a couple of losing streaks until you go through those growing pains and then eventually you become the team you're supposed to be. So if the Flames are supposed to be what you thought they would be before the season began, sometimes it might take 50 games to figure that out. Yeah, and and like I couldn't agree with you more. I, I actually put some tweets out last week. The same, like if you want to look at it from a hockey reference too, what was the 2016 Pittsburgh Penguins were like last in December had to go through a coaching change. And then they ended up winning the Stanley cup, the St. Louis blues, same exact same thing dead last on January 4th or whatever it was in comes Craig Berube and, and Jordan Bennington out of nowhere. Uh, and they win a Stanley cup. Good teams are not exempt to bad stretches, which is something that I've been trying to get into some people's heads. Because it is early on, and there are, you know, it is it, it is a rough stretch for the Flames. But good teams are not exempt to bad stretches. Or I mean, the Phillies, the Phillies the were Phillies. literally the last wild card team to get in, and they make it to the World Series. I, I'll say this, and I, I'm not I'm not going out on a limb here, just from a percentage base, but. You look at the Boston Bruins, and everyone's like, wow, this team could go with – let's see what they look like in May. Now, that's not to say that they're still not going to be a powerhouse because the Bruins do have that as their pedigree, but are they going to be a four – I don't even know what they are at this point, 15-2, and 16-2. and two. I have no idea where they stand, but I won't. last I looked, they were 14-2. and two. They just won again um, tonight, too, so. Yeah, so my, my point is, are, are they going to be the same team when it matters most than they are right now? It's a, you don't keep up that pace, so eventually – they're going to dip to reality, but um, yeah, yeah you know, that's kind of how I look. But the difference is the teams you're referencing, the Flames, there's skill level there. In the Flyers organization, there's no skill. They, they don't have that. Let's look at the track record of these players. I mean, some of these guys, they keep bringing up Max Wilma, Zach McEwen. See, this is the stuff that pisses me off. You signed DeLaurier in the offseason. By the way, he has a no movement clause. That I fucking know- boggles my mind. You saw a manager if Delorier is getting a no move. I, I think there's a couple teams or whatever. It's one of those, but still, regardless, screw you for even having that. But you have Zach McEwen. So Delorier's role is supposed to be fighting, dropping the mitts, have some of that behind you and, in case you need some support. Yet Zach McEwen's the guy doing it. 
it's like, why did you go spend that money if you have a better version of Deloria? And the problem is because this organization succeeded in the 70s as the Broad Street Bullies, there's the idiots and stupid people in this city that always say, we need to go back to Dave Schultz and punching people in the face. So there's people who support that because that's the last time they remembered good hockey back in the 1970s. So that's where there's this back and forth between the get off my lawn idiots and the people who actually want to see better hockey in this city. And there's like an internal debate that goes on. So because they want that, they want the Lord. They want four lines of Delorier and Zach McEwen. While I want Johnny Gaudreau, Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby. Those same people would say Sidney Crosby's a baby and they wouldn't want him. Yeah, crybaby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a whiner, yeah. right? Yep. A three, three times, three Stanley Cups. And he had four points the other night, by just a casual. Yeah, a first star of the week, by the way. We we just yep. got the NHL three stars of the week, and uh, that, that Crosby guy is number one. Um, Surprising that you, a Philly guy, showing love to Sidney Crosby. My favorite you, player I've ever watched in my you life. You got to be the most every day level-headed person. How about I, this? Okay, on don't the, let that uh, get your head too much. The most level-headed person in the state of Pennsylvania. Oh, there you go. There that you go. that that's probably more accurate. So I do Philly Sports Talk Radio here, and one of the first early days, I had to make that public to the people. So I was going to ask you about that. Was my follow-up? Yep. There's a brand new show hitting the Philadelphia airwaves every day, Monday through Friday, two to six. And I have to publicly tell the people that Sidney Crosby is my favorite player I've ever watched play. As you know, there's a, I, I had called, we had, the lines just lit right up. This guy's an idiot. This guy's a clown. Yeah. Screw you. You know what? Watching Delorier. Yeah, yeah. I was getting <laughs> your ass. McEwen and Delorier or Sidney Crosby. Take your pick. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to read some of these comments here. We'll go through some of these and then we'll uh, we'll kind of transition on to a couple other things I wanted to hit on before we put a bow on today's episode of Game Over Calgary. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, bah, bah, bah. Flames comment. I was critical of Hubie being on the third line, but I think number 10 and number 11 are working well together. So that's another thing I guess you probably haven't followed super closely is 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 Huberto hasn't kind of found that fit yet line wise they they threw him up there with uh, with Lindholm and God who was it at the start of the year Mangiapane uh, or maybe that maybe I made that up no Lindholm it's a Foley um, but he didn't really fit there he didn't really fit with Kadri and then they're like why don't we put him with a defensive specialist in Michael Backlund. Uh, just a guy, a workhorse, a guy who can do it all. And he seems I miss to watching this team every night. Yeah, I do. I do. You read it all, going through this. I'm like, man, I, I miss it. The boys, like, man. Yeah. That's For the, the people boys. who don't know, I, you know, me and Gaudreau kind of grew up. So I, I adapted to the, to the flames life for a while. I miss the broadcast. I love the play by play. Now I, I miss it. The I secret's out on. now, by the way, the secret's out. That was, that yeah. was like my claim to fame. <laughs> Is that I'm like but, uh, buddies with Gaudreau's buddy, but go yeah, on. To the point when I came out and visited, we, I know. we linked up. It's like, I'm I not here to did. see him. Yeah. I needed to go see all yeah, of Yeah, 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 yeah. Broads pulls up in John's fucking Range Rover down at the bar. I get to the bar with my buddy, and he's already hitting the piss and, and making friends with everybody at the table. Oh, yeah, I'm here visiting Johnny Gaudreau, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I was, it was awesome, by the way. It, <laughs> it was, was fucking cool. awesome. I, I, well... Yeah, it was cool. The, uh, Banff and Lake Louise is cool. How about oh, that? Yeah. 
not oh, trying yeah. to be mean here, but there's some areas that maybe were a little dead. Really? Compared to Philly? Yeah. I've heard I got places off the airplane don't. and I literally saw, I was like, what? What is this place? Come on. When I, when I left the airport, I literally, I thought it was like one of those movies where you see the weeds blow and there's <laughs> you nothing do see, there. You, you, did you see any of those? Because yes. we actually have those. Yes. No, okay. I did. And I said, this okay. is where I, I never took vacation in like 7,000 years. And I'm like, it's December, January. I'm going to Alberta. Does it make uh, sense Alberta. why he left now? I guess. <laughs> I guess. But anyway, I do miss the team. You, you spitting off the names. I, I do miss that. I miss watching every night. I don't get that. I tuned, I tuned in the other night for the first time in a while, and it's like it didn't feel right. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Obviously, he's he's not there, but I, I think you need to do yourself. Actually, I wouldn't even know if it would be calling doing yourself a solid by watching more Flames games, but. Watch some more I Flames can, games. Yeah, I can try, do that. Try. It's late for you, though. I get that. It's late for you. So. But I need that. See, you're you're acting as if that 10 o'clock game start time isn't meaningful to my life. Because whenever the Sixers are over at 10, I do my thing, I'm finished. I want to kick back, relax, you know what there I mean? There you go. And, and watch a little bit of some pucks. So I fly around Vancouver. Oh, get come on. Calgary's, the Cal- I'm just, these are the West oh, Coast. Oh, games. oh, you're just, I, I thought you were saying you're, you're you're trying to watch the Canucks this year. Which would no. be a grave mistake no. um, on, on a lot of levels. Jeez. Um, Lots of comments filling up. People liking, uh, people liking the, the Philly passion, which is good to see. Uh, Minnesota and kind of Pittsburgh, but because of SDPN, I enjoy fo- – oh, this is just someone replying to someone else. Anyway, um, I'm asking about a third-pairing D-man here. Lord help me, Audi. I actually like Dennis Gilbert tonight. What are, were your thoughts? I want to know your thoughts because he, he got in a, an old Donnybrook there with uh, – with with your boy McEwen. your boy McEwen. That's right. Noted Broads guy McEwen. Uh had a oh, had a little tilly did. there with Gilbert. Gilbert, that in case you didn't know, that's Gilbert's fifth game uh with the Flames and his third fight. Okay. So he's so trying he's, to make a statement to the coach. Is that yeah, exactly. But that's like that's like a Daryl Sutter, like that guy Daryl Sutter has gotta be over the moon. He's probably yeah. bailing hay somewhere right now. He's so happy. He's our version of Nick Sealer. I mean, I can't believe I'm watching a second season of Nick Sealer as a third-line D-pair. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd, uh, I'd be lying to say if I watched every, you know, looking to see how his breakout passes were and how strong his gap control was in the neutral zone. But um, the tilt in general, I thought that was – I as much as I hate them, I am a sucker for a good one. You, you did see some good haymakers thrown in there. Oh, yeah, there were a couple oh, good ones. Yeah, yeah you don't see that. You, you just don't see that anymore, though. No, not really. I mean, it is. It's still in there enough, but yeah, I, sometimes it's more of a takedown to the ground. You're playing shell. You're hitting LB and RB because you don't feel like throwing <laughs> any punches. You know what I mean? I went through one career fight in my life, and man, did that. I had chopsticks in my nose, and they had to put it back in place. It's a tough scene. Can can I find that on hockeyfights.com? Is it out there somewhere? I don't know. I may have it on my MacBook that I can send it over to you. I didn't expect all right. Last junior hockey game, last regular season game. So we still had the postseason. My goalie's going behind the net to play the puck. Some guy gets in there a little bit, gets a little too much body. My goalie's helmet comes off. And with dude, I had no idea. In about three seconds, I'm squared up. And I'm li- I remember thinking to myself, <laughs> How the fuck did this happen? So I throw a punch. He throws a punch. We both miss. So first, 
both of us miss, and then one second later, I'm watching it in slow motion. I'm like, this is totally going to hit me in the nose. Square dead in the nose, two big-ass black eyes, nose is touching my cheek, blood's pouring all over the eyes. I'm like, ah, shit. That's yeah, you it. got you got that one again. Yeah, you. Uh, I, I want to see it. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to see it. No, I get in, it to you when I get off my you. mat. Um, no, it's cool. I'm, I'm cool. Like my grandkids will hear a totally different story. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. They're not going to no, see the video either. They're, no you're gonna, shot. No chance. Grandpa Broads got beat up when he was 18, 19, <laughs> playing juniors in Vermont. No shot. <laughs> oh, Papa Broads. Hey, Papa, why is your nose so crooked? Yeah, it's right. still it's still so crooked. No, no. He... In this junior hockey league, too, <laughs> seriously, you think I was actually getting it fixed? When I tell you there were two chopsticks in my nose and the trainer cracked it back into place, yeah, I had two chopsticks in my nose. And you want to hear the worst part of the story? We were up 3-0. They came back inside at 3-3 after the beatdown. That sounds they like left. some – That's dude, that's Flyers hockey right there. Hold on. That's Flyers the hockey. Boys, the boys had my back. Oh yeah, four three win in overtime. Oh jeez. Well, at least at least they at least they got uh, yeah. At least they came back for you. That's that's what they were saying too. Hey, they're like, we got to do this for Broads. As he's got (laughs) that screams that screams null to me. Was it the null? No, it was the Eastern Hockey League. Oh okay. Okay. I had a couple buddies. I got I had a couple buddies that played null. Odessa. Yeah. The Jackalopes. The Jackalopes. That's right. Dude, I've been so removed from hockey. It's so funny that all my buddies still coach and they do this and they're taking trips and U18 AAA and juniors here. And I'm like, I do miss it. Like deep down, I do, do, do miss it. But at the same time, I'm so glad I'm not a part of it. They're talking about parents and this and that. <laughs> I'm like, dude, no shot in hell. Let me scream about John Tortorella. Yeah, nothing, nothing. A horse. nothing. Did you see that, by the way? What did he do? He got kicked in the face by a horse. <laughs> and he lived? Dude. That sounds like death. He's all fucked up. When? Like three days ago. No. He was what was he doing with the horse? The other day. He, so he does this thing, and it really does a great job. Of He joins us every Wednesday on our radio show here, but it's for hockey and hounds. So mm. they, they promote Oh, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a... Animal rescue um, thing? Uh, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, animal, yeah. Which is great, but he's big on the dogs and this and that. And I adopted dogs. I'm big on animals, too. But he preaches about the dogs and the animals and all this. And then two days later, my man's standing on the bench after getting kicked in the face by a horse. I mean, it's not the greatest uh, advertising. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you for sure. But anyway, that sounds know. that sounds like shit. Have these type of stories and information that you're getting over here. No, this is awesome, and I'm sure everybody is. Uh, uh, the one comment says that sounds like it hurt. Ouch! Which I'm, I'm damn certain. I don't know if that's in reference to your nose or torts getting fucking oh, yeah. roundhoused by a goddamn horse. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go with the horse <laughs> kick may suck more. Just might. a guess. It might. Um, all right. I always ask our out of town guests. We're gonna put a bow on it. This is gonna be my last hard hitter for you. Uh oh. Reverse retro jerseys. Oh yeah. Did you see the flames? I don't think I did. No. Right no oh yeah, I, it's you I, all, well, I've seen them all in passing, but if you just told me off the top of my head, I have to Google it. That's all. Well, it's the old one from the '90s, early 2000s. The pedestal. Oh yes, yes. What are your okay. thoughts? Mixed emotions here in Calgary. I'd love to know. Yeah. Okay. Broads' opinion. I'm not the biggest fan in the world of this one. Um, I don't know if they just became your basic. Oh wait, no, no, no. 
I just like your orange, man. You're mm-hmm. like the basic orange with the like or red with the orange and white stripes down the bottom. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's, yeah, that's the one. And I even like the one. Um, oh man, was it black? And it said Calgary and cursive, maybe. Oh, or? it was red. Yeah. You like that one? It was red. No, this was definitely black, man. Oh wait, it was red. It was red yeah, with I black. Like it was yeah. The, you yeah. like that one? I like that one a lot. I don't like this year's reverse retro. I don't like the way that the um the bottom comes up. Yeah, um, the old pedestal. Are you, yeah, are you feeling it? I don't know. I I kind of I kind of did at the start. I think I overhyped myself a bit. Um, and then I, I and then I saw it in person or uh, not in person when they released it. I was like, hmm. It's it, I, I kind of share the same opinion as you. I, I, I it won't be a buy for me. I, I don't uh, I don't think I'll be getting that one. But I'll tell you the best one, the ducks. The ducks yeah. is so fire. Yeah, yeah I, I I do love I the love. mighty duck look. Uh, they used they have used it a lot, which obviously they should because it's their best logo. But the best, oh geez, now you got me thinking. Uh, I'm gonna I like sound the weird ones. I even like Florida's. I like Florida's. You yeah, like, like Florida's. Uh, you like Pittsburgh's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta like Pittsburgh's. I like Pittsburgh's. Just classic. Yeah, you gotta love the Robo Pen. I just Philly's- got this tweet after this loss, by the way. Uh, the account name is Depressed Philadelphia Sports Fan. Is it just your burner? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> when does Tortorella say is enough is enough and resigns? This guy just got the job a couple months. But he's. Dude, he uh, there's no way in hell he likes Chuck Fletcher. He no. runs the show. He runs the show. Chuck Fletcher doesn't do a damn thing anymore. He doesn't even have any power. Tortorella just walked all over him. Yeah. Chuck's yeah, going to be in in about a month. It's tough and I wish we had more time cuz there's a quote I really wanted to get to but we didn't get to. So we'll we'll leave it cuz if we if we do we're going to run out of time. But um Thank you so much for joining me. This was this was awesome. I didn't expect anything less. When, now people will understand what I mean by the Philly guy who yells. Um, the floor is yours to tell everybody what you're doing, your radio show, uh, your YouTube channel, and Broads Media, all that good stuff. Please, uh, shameless plug, fire away. Yeah, so on YouTube, it's Broads Media. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Broads81. We had a Broads Media Twitter account that got flagged for using World Series clips, and it got banned. So now I'm fighting Elon Musk, and it's a very <laughs> uphill battle. Uh, but, yeah, and then uh, on, uh, you, I guess on all the, the apps out there, 97.5 The Fanatic, Monday through Friday, 2 to 6 p.m., it's called The Best Show Ever, and uh, it is me and former Philadelphia Philly Ricky Batalco. He was an all-star pitcher. Tyrone Johnson, who's another radio host, he uh, hosts the show. And, yeah, it's a, it's a three-man crew with our producer, Jen Scordo. It's a great time. That's kind of what I do on the daily. Yeah, and you, you do a damn good job. I, uh, I, re- I remember back in the day when we were just YouTubers. That was, it is uh, pretty wild. I, that I'm was... not going to lie. Like, when you hit me up, I was thinking to myself, it's pretty wild how far we've come here just from – reacting to flyers games and just you know i've started in 2017 with youtube videos and me too just to be where we are now it's just it's crazy it's awesome man and and i'm glad that we 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 don't forget each other and and like everybody else that's what i love about our era of youtubers was was just how tight everybody was and 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 we don't forget that so i'm glad to have you on this was my this was a bucket list show for me um 
but I do appreciate it, and we do have to go. So I will let you know. The next uh, game over Calgary will be on Wednesday. That is a contest against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Peter Klein will have your game over call there. Thank you guys for watching. If you watched on YouTube, be sure to like. If you're listening to the podcast or podcast on whatever podcatcher, uh, hit subscribe, all that good stuff. Leave us a review, and we will see you on, what did I say, Wednesday. Game over Calgary against the Penguins with Peter Klein, and we will talk to you guys then. See ya.